Today, on From A to Ziggy, day in, day out. Nope. Today, on From A to Ziggy, dancing with the big boys. Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast where we talk about every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. Uh, my name is Travis. And my name is Thomas. And we are talking about dancing with the big boys. From um, tonight. Tonight. 1984. 1984. Welcome back, Travis. Yes, good to be back from beyond the grave. Ooh. I, I, uh, yeah, I was, I made a mistake. I guess you're not dead. In fact, I, I am undead. Yeah, we had a great time uh, recording with uh, Bree and Matt and Jake last time. It was odd though. It's good to have you back on the show. Nice and familiar. Yeah, it was. I felt. I felt kind of like like I was cheating on a lover. <laughs> it, was, it felt kind of like an extramarital affair. I mean, not to get not to put too fine a point on it. I mean, not that I regret it. It was great, and I would do it again. It's that kind of affair. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's good to have you back. Yes, it's good to be back to talk about dancing with dancing with the big boys. The big boys. It's uh, fairly how to most, deli- most delicately put this totally nonsensical song yeah uh, lyrically yeah right? but see here's the thing with it it's like it, it the way it punctuates like every line or two lines with dancing with the big boys that's the only part that sticks in your head so you're not really aware of how completely nonsensical the lyrics are yeah it that's kind of like the chorus and in a lot of songs with a really catchy chorus you never pay attention to the verse and this one just overloads you with single line verses, basically. Because yeah. it's a line and then the hook, and then a line and then the hook. So you never pay attention to any of the verses. Yeah. I mean, some of them stick out, like, uh, what, what was one that always stuck out to me was, um, your family is a football team. Yeah. Um, death to the trees, they weren't bad, they weren't brave, nothing is embarrassing. So, beg to differ, David Bowie. <laughs> Well, he at first is a little embarrassing. Well, I mean, he he sort of backpedals later on in the song because he says, uh, "This could, this can be embarrassing." <laughs> and that's the that's actually the last thing he says. So he he sounds like he's kind of regretting this whole thing. He's kind of trying to back out of it. You know, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Iggy, let's get out of here. This was written with Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. Carlos Alomar also gets a writing credit on this one. So it's kind of like Fame. In a way, it's similar to fame in that Bowie gets together. Bowie, I guess, Carlos Alomar came up with the basic structure of the song, the basic idea. And then Bowie and Diggy sort of got in the studio and made up lyrics. Um, <laughs> and a song was born. Yeah. A song was Borneo with the Borneo horns. Yes. And uh, one notable, well, at least one name that stuck out in my brain from uh, the Borneo Horns. So one of their, the, uh, the tenor sax player, uh, Lenny Pickett, actually is the, the leader of the Saturday Night Live band currently. Is that right? And actually has been for a number of years now. From so, G.E. Smith. From G.E. Smith to Lenny Pickett. Lenny Pickett. G.E. Smith also played with uh, Bowie, it turns out, in the 80s as well. Yeah, I feel like we were actually just talking about him not that long ago. Yeah, I think you're right. Anyway. Yeah. A song was birthed, uh, produced by Hugh Padgham and Derek Bramble. Derek Bramble was sort of a novice to producing records, and uh, he asked Bowie to record, to re-record a lot of unnecessary takes. Bowie is, of course, a one-take, one-and-done vocalist. Yeah. And uh, Bramble was just kept on insisting that he re-record, and Bowie it kind of 
uh, angered Bowie, or he got bored, just sort of walked out, wasn't, wasn't into it. Hugh Padgham, the other producer, sort of take, took over. There was a break in recording, and Derek Bramble left. Hugh Padgham took over producing, and he, uh, Padgham says that if he had been the producer from the get-go, that the album would have been better, and that they had songs that David never finished, that he felt were better than the ones that wound up on the record. And I want to know, Hugh Padgham, where are those songs? I want to hear bits and pieces of unfinished classic Bowie songs that would have been uh, Tonight. Because Tonight is a good record, I think. It gets a lot of, it gets a lot of hate, but I've always liked it. I have listened, I don't think I've listened to it like front to back yet since we started doing this. So right now I have mixed feelings about it. This song's okay. I do really like Blue Jean a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's so. the one exception that most people say. But uh, It was rushed out the door. That's true. And it's got a lot of covers. So and so based true. on like what I, my, ex, my limited exposure and what I've read on this album, it does feel like a very classic, like, this album was big. You need to go put something out immediately and capitalize on this. Just make it sound vaguely like the last album. Don't worry about it. Don't overthink it. Just get it out. Yeah, that's that. All of that is true. I think, and it. I mean, it shows some of the songs don't hold up as much as uh, Blue Jean. Certainly, one thing that's uh, speaking of Blue Jean. One thing that's similar to Blue Jean is this song seems to be about. Um, you found a meaning. I found. I. I found. <laughs> you know. I found it about an hour ago, and I might have lost it. Nope. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> um, <laughs> Never mind. I was thinking of that song that has a meaning. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I found a bookend, a bookend relationship with Blue Jean and this one, but not so. This is sort of the lead-in to Never Let Me Down, the next album. Holy crap. Is this... This is the end of... This is the last song on the album. Tonight. Yeah. Last song on Tonight. The next one is the first song on... Never let me down. Yep. How did we miss that before? So we're, this is leading in directly to the next, the next song on the next album is the next episode. That's, that didn't even occur to me. Yeah. So this Weird. leads into Never Let Me Down, and it has that kind of '80s electronic dance sound to it. Of course, they're separated by three years, but there's a similarity there. Um, it's got this. It's got this really hard driving uh, drum sound. Uh, it sounds like a drum machine, or it might just be Hugh Patchum's famous gated drum. I think that's what it is. It, does, it feels like it, the snare like pops like a real snare. But it's got that, that really upfront, in-your-face yeah. sound. I mean, musically, the song sounds like it could be any 10 to 15 80s dance pop songs. Yeah, with that like really punchy snare and the synths and the horns. I think the guitar part on this is really interesting. The, the pattern that plays... Uh, five note pattern it's it starts it starts with the first note and then the ones after that in that riff are um, whole notes but they start in the middle of the measure and not like on beat three they're like a half and half a beat before beat three so it's like got this sort of off kilter rhythm and then it's sort of counterpoints with the the Borneo horns coming in with their that descending I don't know what would you call that the <laughs> um, like a flourish? A flourish, yeah, that horn flourish. A Borneo horn flourish. You know, in, in a, a different rhythmic pattern. It all sort of, it's, it's very uh, rhythmically interesting, I think. Yeah. Iggy and Bowie would dance around in the studio with a 
bottle of beer and come up with lyrics on the spot is the story of the writing of this song. It checks out. Yep. It's a story that checks out. Yep. So, yeah, um, so the song is so 80s. The song is a DeLorean doing a line of cocaine while wearing a tweed suit. Or not a tweed suit, a... Uh, ah. I can, like, picture the suits in my head, like the Miami Vice suits. Yeah, with the, the pink tie. Yeah. And the, oh, no tie. No tie. Just t-shirts. Oh, just, oh, t-shirt with the jacket, the blazer. Yeah. yeah. Pastels for days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty 80s. It's pretty, pretty 80s. Oh, man, we should do that, like, logo thing that's... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about with the laser background? Yeah. And the, the big letters? <laughs> that is... This, that's, that reference is not going to make sense in six months, but... Um, that's probably going to be the, the, the image for this, <laughs> for this episode. The other most very 80s thing in this song is the, uh, the super bassy vocal... Big boys. Big boys. Like, it, it just harkens back to that. The, the like, the, oh, yeah, from <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. And those Snickers commercials from the, the Kit 80s. Kit Kat commercials. Kit Kat. Was it Kit Kat? Uh, or Twix. It was Twix. Twix. It was Twix, yes. Bow, bow. Yeah, it's so 80s. Is that processed? Is Ziggy's voice processed when he... Oh, it's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be. Because it sounds supernaturally deep. Yeah. But it reminds me of when Iggy Pop was on that white uh, zombie song. Black Sunshine. Oh, I don't yeah. think I know that song. It's about the, the Hot Rod Street Racer. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that song that Rob Zombie did about the drag racer. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, it's got, I think it's got a bunch of samples from Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. And uh, Iggy Pop is just narrating. He's not even singing. He's just narrating the story of, of this awesome race car uh, in a really deep, sleazy sounding voice. Uh, and it, it kind of it sounds like these these vocals. Check out uh, Black Sunshine. We'll link to it on the Facebook page. <laughs> it's a fun song. You know what doesn't really help this album? Because it was kind of rushed effort and I was thinking of like 1984 was a monster year for music. Yeah. So you really had to put something amazing out to you know to really stand above anything. Like, like, what uh, came out in 1984? Uh, let's see. So we had Duran Duran the Footloose soundtrack Synchronicity oh, by yeah. The Police ZZ Top's Eliminator, uh, of course, Van Halen's 1984, Culture Club, Hugh Lewis in the News, and yeah, oh, Thriller. I thought Thriller came out in 84, or 83. Billy Joel, didn't Purple, Purple Rain was 84, wasn't it? Why am I not? Yeah, 84. I knew it. So if you're, you know, David Bowie trying to keep fighting for attention on the pop charts, and you're trying to keep up with Thriller and Purple Rain, two of the greatest albums that have ever been released, you know, you better become incorrect. And this, you know... Yeah, this was a rushed, capitalized kind of album. Yeah. Uh, anything else about Dancing with the Big Boys? That's all I got, I think. I think we've given yeah. it a fair. Uh, talking about uh, ratings. I mean, it's a silly, fun song, but I, I wouldn't say I would like find myself in a Dancing with the Big Boys kind of mood. It just kind of is there. Um, it is kind of interesting now that it's been brought to my attention that it does kind of uh, give an interesting end point, beginning point, album to album in our in our chronology. So it gives me, uh, it, I give it like half a bonus point on that. For, for, spook, fall, for being a spooky coincidence. For falling in the right place in the alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is a virtue. That is a, a credit yeah. to the song. But aside from that, it's kind of nonsense. It seems pretty hastily put together. 
doesn't do anything all that interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this song two embarrassing trees. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting between two embarrassing trees myself here. It's fun, you know. It's, uh, you know, it's the end of the album, and I'm listening to it basically to get through the album and not really paying attention to the lyrics until now, until I'm trying to like actually parse it. So yeah, it's just a two. Two embarrassing trees. Two embarrassing trees, yeah. It is just too embarrassing. It's, and uh, yeah, we mentioned it leads in, it leads in to, uh, to the next song, which we won't be covering today or tomorrow, but the day after, we'll be covering it. That, so it, we leave a day out and then jump in a day in uh the the day after tomorrow is day in day out that's that's the best uh that's the best transition i can come up with because we couldn't come up with a better transition ourselves than one album is over we're gonna go start the next album just the fact that it follows in time but we don't we don't do it chronologically here we're breaking some ground here yeah yeah for the first and only time we hope we will be proceeding in chronological order uh here on for me to ziggy until next time you can follow us on facebook and on twitter from a to ziggy podcast at from a to ziggy is the email address if you want to send us fan letters and or rants subscribe on itunes stitcher and google play where you can also leave a rating and a review if you do that guys that helps us out a lot it's uh it's a really nice thing to do for new new podcasts like us who've been going for some 10 months it helps boost us on the itunes pages and helps us get discovered and until uh until day in day out i'm thomas and i'm travis big boy big boys Say it's true. They got-